Hi. Hi. Okay, bye. Oh, am I doing? I forgot what the plan was. <laughs> Hi, welcome to <laughs> Cupcakes, the podcast, where I forget that I'm supposed to do the introduction. I'm Steph. I'm Marley. Marley. I'm Lindsay. And <laughs> we're here to talk about video games. Yeah. And usually sometimes we talk about baked goods, but we did we were not prepared today. And it was even it's Super Bowl night, the night that we're recording this. Not to like give away podcasting magic, because who knows when this will be released. Let's talk about a baked good that you would usually do for the Super Bowl. Cake. Mm, What kind? My parents, I was going to, I was going to go over to my parents, but plans changed. And my mom was, Steph's going to hate this, but it's this really, really yummy banana cake. And it's, um, it has like thick frosting on the top. It's so good. Like it's, it's more like a whipped cream kind of like frosting. It's very like light and fluffy, but it's like, it's like this big layer. It's so good. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like savory treats. So I would be eating probably like cream cheese stuffed jalapenos wrapped in bacon. Mm. Mm. All right. Yeah. Or like celery and ranch. I like exotic. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like celery and carrots and like a fatty ranch. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? It's yeah. delicious. I don't. Maybe some tomatoes and some peppers. <laughs> well, now you're going too far. Okay. I mean, I don't, Lindsay. Out of all Love. those things you listed, I like carrots. <laughs> those are my <laughs> least favorite of the things listed. <laughs> I would be indulging in some kind of sweet and salty Chex Mix pretzel creation. Mm. Um, that sounds really good. Or do you guys remember that fudge we made in college that was like, Nutella and peanut butter and one other ingredient I don't remember. No, but that, that was sounds so delicious. Good. I think it was like powdered sugar or something. Like it was really, oh. it was really simple and it was so delicious. Good. So yeah, um, something like that. I made this really good, like a couple Valentine's days ago, peanut butter ganache brownie that was so damn good. Mm. I should make it again. Like I'm dreaming. Make of it, it right for now. me. I love ganache. I love peanut butter. Cutscenes and ganache. Ooh, I mean peanut butter and what's a gaming term that starts with P? Poning, poning and peanut butter. (laughs) I mean, this isn't dessert, but tonight I did make some really, really good homemade pizza. Like probably some of the best homemade pizza I've ever made. You guys, Marley sent me a picture, and it looks amazing. She did not send it to Steph. Oh yeah. Why, yeah, why didn't you send it to me? You guys are talking about it in the chat, and I never she did send it to you. Oh, did she? Yeah, it's in the chat. Yeah, you didn't okay. see it earlier. Yeah, I, I must have just saw the messages after the picture. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> That's I your decided, fault. I decided to use like real, like good cheese. Oh yes, Ooh, That's, yeah. That half looks, of it's breadsticks and half of it's pizza. Yeah, I'm impressed. And, I didn't use, I didn't want to use pre-shredded cheese because like I had like my coworkers the other day, sorry, tangent, but my coworkers the other day went off about pre-shredded cheese and how bad it is for you because like all the extra preservatives and like things that they like put in with that, 
And I was like, oh my goodness. So I was like, when we were picking a cheese for our pizza, I was like, you know what? I just, I want to try some like fresh mozzarella, like find like a big block of it and I'll just shred it myself. But then I found these mozzarella little pearls that were already like, like it's just, it's mozzarella, but ended up being like the best cheese I have ever had on a pizza. Mm. Well, Lindsay and I need to talk to your co-workers. co-workers. Like we've been he- sitting here with sour looks on our face ever since you yeah. said your co-workers went on a tangent about all that crap. They're wrong. All cheese is good cheese. Well, yeah, but there's like actual like chemicals and preservatives. Like those awesome. are good for you, Marley. There's you also chemicals and preservatives and block cheese to make it stay st- shelf stable. <laughs> it's um, chemicals and preservatives that you need in your body. There's natural chemicals and preservatives that you need, like for your daily values. But it tastes better because the shredded also has kind of that waxiness. What kind of cheese are you All getting? Like, the cheap cheese. Because cheese uh, is expensive. But I decided to splurge. And so I got some really good cheese. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I guess. So it means why. Stephanie will eat our cheap cheese as well. Okay. Then I then I won't make you the pizza with the yummy cheese. I was going to say. All cheese is good cheese. How many times do I have to say it? I, I often eat cheese about my feelings. Oh. I love cheese. Um, I was going to say we should have a party where you make the pizza and I'll make peanut butter ganache brownies. And Lindsay needs to make something worthwhile that makes us love you more. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no pressure. You know, I cook every day for a living. And then also I would cook for you. And already I'm worthwhile. I'd hope. <laughs> well, you just need to bring your lovely face then. And something yummy for me to eat. Maybe I'm just hungry. I think <laughs> I know I'm hungry. I haven't eaten since like noon. You yeah, know. don't don't be jealous. But I came home and made some um, microwave taquitos for dinner. Ooh, yum! Mm. Oh, that reminds me. I have an uncrustable right here. <laughs> I microwaved it a little too long, though. <laughs> you microwaved your uncrustable. <laughs> it was frozen. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> We've talked a lot about food. I <laughs> ate a lot of that today. I mean, it's great. It's a bit it's a big part of our podcast that we've been ignoring for a while. Oh yeah. I did have some really yummy ice cream as well today for dessert. It was like that Smith's brand um uh black black raspberry oh, ice cream yeah. with chocolate chips in it. I love that stuff. So good. Yeah, I think we've all had it together, actually, now that I think about it. But I got it in, like, a little pint one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yummy. Anyways, I wonder if you guys wonder what we're going to be talking about today. I think they've already tuned out if they they don't wonder that. (laughs) What what video games specifically? There's going to be a spoiler alert. A lot of Mm -hmm. spoilers. Particularly the big one at the end that none of us are satisfied with. Yeah, we have feelings out. So we're talking about Little Hope. (laughs) Um, Part of the dark anthologies made by, what, Bioware? Supermassive. Supermassive. No, hang on. Let me fact check Marley, you have the Wikipedia page up. I'm going to it. Hold on. I'm just making a... Yeah. Little Hope is made by (sighs) Supermassive. Okay, I was right. And, and published by Bandai Black Hole. 
Bandai Namco Entertainment. Okay, um, we, we've talked about some of their previous games. We talked about The Last of Us. Nope. Until nope, Dawn. Nope, until I dawn. always mix those up. Until I Dawn. <laughs> um, and then we talked about Nana Madan. And The Inpatient. Oh, <laughs> The Inpatient. Well, <laughs> it's not a real game, so we're not going to talk about it. Zoner, you can bleep that one out, but I meant it with all my heart. <laughs> There we go. Oh, I, I might say my own F words. <laughs> it's dark pictures anthology. There not we dark go. Anthologies pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Marley, read us a little synops. Okay. The dark pictures anthology, Little Hope, also known simply as Little Hope, <laughs> is an interactive drama survivor horror video game. And it is the second of eight. Whoa, it's the second of eight planned installments. Did we know this? I thought there was only mm-hmm. like five. With how no. this game and Man of Medana gone, I, I think they're done after the next one. Yeah, um, if, that's, if that's my now. prediction. Yeah, so this one followed 2019's Man of Medan, and um, the successor is going to be called House of Ashes, and it's, oh, it's planned to be released this year. Okay, but back to Little Hope. So you play from a third-person perspective, and you assume the control of all five characters who are trapped in a ghost town called Little Hope. And the nice thing about this one, too, is that you can... Um, Marley's cats cat are going crazy! Oh my god! <gasps> Marley's cat just was playing with her gadgets um, on the wall, and then just fell pathetically to the ground <laughs> oh my gosh it's also the chonky kitty <laughs> well which makes it that much better that's, I'm how, that's how they learn marley <laughs> he's just like kind of sitting here and he's just kind of looking around <laughs> like what is cool. no one saw that except everyone on this recording <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that cat cracks me up <laughs> Oh, that's funny. As soon as I turned my camera. Okay. Anyways, Mm. the thing about Little Hope also, so yeah, you can play alone and you can just play each of the five characters or you can like split it up. And if you're going to play with friends then you like assign like a person to each character and then you pass around the controller. So it's kind of, that's kind of fun. I mean, Man and Medan was the same way and I actually really enjoyed that aspect, but sorry, back to a little bit more about Little Hope. Um, okay. So this is definitely one of those games where you have like different dialogue options and they like influence the course of the narrative and the relationships between the characters. Um, there's also multiple endings with multiple scenarios. Um, let's see. Definitely a lot of QTEs. Yeah, and if you if you miss them, then they can lead to dire consequences, which we definitely experienced. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay, so the story kind of starts off like you're in like that. You can tell that it's the 1970s, and you're just like in this house, and there's like a bunch of family members, and there's a creepy little girl that's like the younger sister, and you can tell she's kind of troubled. And then the house goes up. She like lights the house on fire and everybody dies in it. And you're just like, what the heck is going on? And then you fast forward. Little girls from the shining. Yeah. 
Well, it's also important to know everyone dies in the fire except one kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the sons. And he goes outside and his neighbor's like, what have you done? And oh. then he just looks at him and then runs back into the house. The burning house. But yeah. it leaves it leaves it ambiguous to what happens to yeah. this guy. All the yeah, other ones, you know. Yeah, all the other ones, you know, are dead for sure. But it's ambiguous to if the last kid died or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you fast forward to like modern day and um you're yeah. in a you're in a school bus, right? Yeah. It's more like a grade. Or a bus. A bus, yeah. yeah. And you're um Man, guys, this was like a few months ago when we when we played. The we beginning. started in like November, so I'm trying to remember yeah. like exactly Finished what a happened. couple weeks ago. But yeah, so they're in a bus and they're going down this like deep, like dark, creepy road, like very like rural, and they um in the middle of the night. Yeah, and there's like something like comes out in the middle of the road, or the driver thinks he sees something, and so he like crashes the bus. Right? Isn't that mm-hmm. what happens? Yes, yep. but first he's asked to take a detour by a policeman. Into Little Hope. Oh, yeah. Into Little Hope. He's like, well, I don't want to inconvenience these people. That's and the then, name of the game. Yeah, and then he's like, Kate, no, just go through Little Hope. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. And so and then, then he crashes. And then he crashes. And then everybody, like, comes to, and the bus driver is missing. And everybody else is there. And they're just yeah. like, okay, well, we need to figure out what... Like we need to get to safety. Like we need to figure stuff out. And so well, their like, cell phones aren't working, of course. Except yeah, so, for the flashlights, which last the whole game. Oh yes. yeah, and I want a battery like that. Right? They decide to head towards the town of Little Hope to see if they can get some help. And just like all these sorts of like creepy things start kind of happening. There's some jump scares, and um, the the players are definitely trying to debate what to do because not everybody wants to go to the town some people are like we should stay by the bus let's stay here by the wreck you know and and wait for someone to come help us and so there's a lot of like that um what was that (laughs) that's uh my boyfriend opening the chipotle bag or it's hamilton i'm not sure (laughs) sounded like like pots and pans or something really oh it's just like a crinkling Oh, but yeah, and then um, that's kind of the that's very kind short of the, ears. That's kind of the part of the game where you really start to establish, um, like your relationships with the with the other characters. You know, there's a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of like, um, kind of that back and forth from the beginning. You know, you got to kind of set it up because it does affect how things are going to be the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else. What then they happened? start having flashbacks yes. to a witch trial. Yeah. So Little Hope is, um, I think it's a play on Salem, yeah. where it's like a little witch village where there were people burned at the stake for being witches. And they all start having flashbacks, and they notice that all the characters in their flashbacks look a lot like them. Mm. So that's cool, not creepy at all. Oh, well, and also we should mention that from the pre- um, the prequel? No, not prequel. Uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? Like the intro to the game when they're in that like 1970s house. The thing is, is like all of a sudden these characters, these people who were like in the bus, 
um, we're like, wait a second, we've seen them before. They were all those people that we saw that died in the burning house in the, from the 1970s. And mm-hmm. so we're all, you know, and then, and then once we start to see them in the flashbacks in the what 1600s with this like witch trials and stuff, that's when we're like, okay, there's some doppelganger stuff going on here. Yeah. So it's a really cool concept. Okay. First of all, the idea of like a Salem witch trial game it's really cool to me because oh, I for really sure. yeah. Salem witch trials. I think that part of history is cool because it's all about like finding the scapegoat, trying to get out of that sticky situation, and it's creepy um, too. Yeah, and you can tell that this these stories are like three stories intertwined, and you're trying to figure out how and why. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's kind of a cool story. You're really intrigued by it. Well, and there's the comment, there's also like, it seems to be like this common denominator of this little girl who is the troublemaker. Yeah. But the little girl is the only non-playable character of like these brothers, sister, mom, dad characters. Um, So in like the seventies household, it's a mom and of a mother and father, but they're (laughs) foster parents. And then all these characters the other three and then the little girl are all foster sister, or siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, in the modern day, they they don't have a lot of connections. They're, they're, they're just all like all students. They, yeah, they like yeah, work, all yeah. and the dads the or their teachers. Yeah, yeah. And then in the 1600s, as you as you go throughout the game, you realize that these people are connected. But not as they all got accused or yeah. Yeah. Like they were all neighbors or they're all connected with the little girl. Right. And so, yeah, there's a lot of jump scares because you keep going back and forth to this modern world to like the 1600 world and like really dark things going on. Like they burn someone at the stake. They drop someone in the water, like they crush a guy with big boulders, crush a guy. Yeah. So dark things are going on. And then, the doppelgangers from the 1600s start coming after the modern day people in real life, mm-hmm. which is how yeah, well, we, and they can, they can interact with each other. Like, you know, they talk to each other and they're like, why are you dressed so weird? Or, you know, like, what are you talking about? And they can answer each other, but it seems to be only for glimpses, mm-hmm. which is how we ended up killing a couple characters because I thought, Oh damn, they have to like confront their past. They yeah. should go talk. They should go talk to the, cause like one of the girls, yeah, one of the girls was burnt at the stake for being a witch. And so this Mm -hmm. like charred body with started coming after her and I'm like, what would happen if she wouldn't talk to her? And you know what happened? She got. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. She just got murdered. She just got murdered. (laughs) But so, yeah, I, I feel like I felt this way with Man and Medan. The story starts out so intriguing mm-hmm. and it's really interesting. And I'm like, awesome. They're going. And the setting to- is perfect. So mm-hmm. much potential. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea of these three timelines, like the interacting with each other. So the beginning, you see the seventies part and then you don't see that part. Like, you don't see seventies stuff going on till the very, very end. So you're like, where's that going to come in? How is that going to play into it? Like, you want to see convergence with all of them. And it just... It just... 
Sorry. <laughs> you were waving around your Powerade and it just made me Oh, laugh. sorry. <laughs> uh, and then the ending happened and you're just like, oh, that's what no. they decided to go with. Well, even in the middle, there were some really problematic gameplay elements and story elements. Like the professor, the dad or whatever, he had no consistency in his character. Like he'd be like, let's cross the bridge. We have to cross the bridge. The bridge is the only way. And then like a second later, he'd be like, I'm not going across that bridge. And I'm like, what the heck's wrong with you? And then like, we had kind of a funny experience with our playthrough where they decide to go across the bridge and he goes and then it shows him then it like kind of cut scenes and then it shows the same bridge and he comes running back and just jumps over the railing and just runs for it. And I'm like, okay. Oh, and so yeah. we just kind of laughed about that. But like, I, I just, ugh, there were just issues with it. And then the QTEs, just like Man of Medan, there were some kind of lags and flaws with that. It was hard to get them just right. I don't need them to be super dumbed down and easy, but like, just like until Dawn's QTEs are very fair, I think yeah. like they're oh, responsive yeah. and yeah, you don't have a lot of time, but that adds to the suspense. The heartbeat QTE in this and Man of Medan were messed up. They did yeah. Yeah. They were, they were not like, they just weren't registering it. Like you, because you had to be like on the timer, like it showed like a scale. It was like a scrolling scale, and you had to be like press X, like X X X. Yeah. But like yeah. you would do that in like in that right pattern mm-hmm. it was asking for, but it never lined up. Yeah, yeah we it, never got those right. And I and it wasn't like even like a specific person just being bad at sound and patterns. Like it was just like it was all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. I you know it was it was the game. It definitely was not like a player thing, I think. (laughs) Well, and and another... Oh, sorry, Steph. I was going to say, some of the bad guys, like there's a bunch of QTEs where you had to jump over a car, duck under like some brush, and and then like the bad guy just like walked right through it. There was like a big gap (laughs) in the road, and you're like, okay, I have to jump over this bad guy, or jump over this ditch, and then you do it, and you look back, and... The little guy is just like floated over it. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's well, and they're going so slow that you're like, yeah, I'm getting ahead. And then it would just show them right there behind you, no yeah. matter if you got the QTE right or not. And I'm like, okay, like make this a little more intriguing. And then another main issue with the gameplay is they had a little mechanic where you could like aim the gun at a certain point on the screen. They gave you no time to do that. Yeah. And it moved so slow and it was not an intuitive button on the um, no. control. So there were so many issues. Like those were hard to get. I think Blake got some, but other than that, we all just kind of failed because we're like, what's going on? Oh, it's going so slow. There's no way I'll get there. Oh, it's over. You know, like. Well, and I like more specifically, like, I think you had to use the right trigger to, or not right trigger, the right joystick, joystick. to move it over. But like the rest of the game, like. Or it was it the was, left. I, I know. It was just weird. Well, you it was weird it was the rest the, of it. Yeah. You think it should be the left because that's typically, I feel like that's typically like what it is because usually you aim with the left and shoot with the right. Uh, I don't know. Little hope. Yeah. No, like by the time you were trying to figure it out, it was too late. Yeah. Mm. And then should we just talk about the ending? (laughs) Yeah. So the ending. Let me put up the spoilers. Spoilers. Um. So the ending, no matter whether you keep everyone alive or not, 
pretty much turns out to be that the bus driver turns out to be one of the kids, the kid who ran back into the fire. And he has like tremendous guilt and he has some fire burns on the side of his face. And he has some guilt about um, his sister dying because her sister's boyfriend lives in the town, which was like not integral to the story until the very end. Did we know that the sister had a boyfriend? Because there was flirtations between two of the foster siblings, and she was one of them. Yeah. And and you could find some lore, but you're right. They did. So what the heck was going on? And it Um, played into it that her boyfriend was black, but they didn't go into that. Until the end when you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Um, And... He just, it just kind of recaps and shows you getting chased around by stuff. And it's really just you being chased by your bad past and maybe some schizophrenia or something. I don't want to be inappropriate, but you know, like, yeah, just some kind of psychotic feature. Right. But it doesn't go into that either. It's like demons, but also mm. plays into mental health, but doesn't go into. It doesn't go into the facets of it, and it doesn't yeah. get into like it. And if it did, it didn't do it well. And so the best case ending is the the boyfriend comes up and he's like, "I forgive you for what you did. It wasn't your fault that she died." Okay, bye. <laughs> and then the worst case scenario is that he's like, "You're the murderer who killed my girlfriend," and then you get arrested for a crime or, that was like forever late, and it wasn't your fault anyways. Or you, he gets mad at you for being the murderer, and then you, he's like, you are better off dead. And then this guy kills himself. Oh, yeah. yeah that's and that was the really worst case. dark. That was super dark. And, like, it and just it, wasn't a good ending, and it wasn't no. a good story. Like It wasn't fulfilling. Like, did this stuff in Little Hope even really happen? Like, the witch trial stuff? Yeah. Was no, that a real thing, know. or was that in his mind? Yeah, it's, the way that the, co- the the common day, the modern day stuff that was in his mind was the witch trial just all in his mind. One and, interesting thing is that they all died the way they died in the house. Yeah. So the dad got crushed, the mom suffocated, uh, the sister burned, burned, and then the brother got impaled, impaled yeah. and then the other brother killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a whole side. So the little girl. In the 1600s, was being molested by a priest. So that's why she had like this dark countenance, is because she couldn't tell people that she was being molested. So bad things happened around her. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of transpired into the 70s, where she was a dark character. And you don't really know why, but she's like a weird character that she's troubled. Is troubled. And then in the modern day, she's kind of just a ghost. A ghost. Who jump scares you the whole time, even though she's not the main antagonist. So it's so, just like what? Uh, like it could have been such a good story. And well, we know that they can make good stories because they have until dawn. Yeah. And I, and we, we talk about it so much because it's such a, it's a quality game. You know, and and it's just so, it is really interesting that, like, what, what is this, what is Supermassive Studios doing? Like, did they get a new team? Like, did they not, did they not know how good Until Dawn is and how appreciated it is? You know what Uh, I mean? Like, did they not know? (laughs) Well, and like, even if they did have severe budget cuts, 
I would take like a missing texture or 10 or like bad graphics or whatever trade-off is necessary for a good story. Like I wouldn't care. They just need to get a good story down and working QTEs. Well, and I wonder if they didn't do this whole like pass around like branch thing that they did in um, Until Dawn and like how they do in Detroit, mm-hmm. which is another game where they do the branch storyline and they do so, so well with it. Uh, so I wonder if they don't, if they didn't try to do that and made it just a story driven game, if they would do better because they wouldn't have to have all these loose ends come together at the end and then have it be so such a flop. But they did that with Man of Medan, where it was kind of a lame ending, too. The twist of Man of Medan was predictable as hell. Yeah. And this one wasn't predictable. We this were one wasn't predictable, but it was just terrible. It. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, like kind of what you guys were saying before. Like, it just wasn't very, it wasn't very fulfilling, like at yeah. all. Like, it just kind of ended and you're like, oh, okay. Huh. Okay. Like, and it didn't even leave you with like that, like that good intrigue either. Like it it wasn't like that. Oh, that was so good. Like, oh my goodness. But it was, it was just more like, that's it. Let's all make the face when, of what we did when we saw the ending to it. Ready? If it's the podcast, if you're listening to this, it's not going to be very good for you. But if you're watching us, it'll be great. Just make a face. (laughs) One, two, three. I liked your first face, Lindsay. <laughs> That's my Val Kilmer smile. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know why, because he doesn't smile like that, but I just call it that. <laughs> That's Marley's creepy face. That just reminds me of the meme, the meme girl, the like crazy girlfriend stalker. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. I watched a video of her and she's actually really interesting. I did too on BuzzFeed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she seems chill. But they do um, a whole series on um, people who became famous memes. It's yeah, kind of oh, it is, it is interesting. Anyways, um, back to um, back to um, Little Hope. I would have really liked it again, comparing it to Until Dawn. It's pre 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 predecessor that it like you couldn't find clues that would cue you into what was going on. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. You could find out about the boyfriend. There was a little bit of that in there. But there wasn't a whole ton of um, what was going on with the bus driver. Right. And so, like, and even in Until Dawn, you can find Josh's phone and his therapist is texting him and he's like, please call me, Josh. Yeah. You don't need to do this. Like, your friends don't deserve you to, you know, do this or whatever. It's, it's his therapist trying to talk him out of his plan to prank his friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You can find out what's going on right before the story reveals it to you, but mm, little hope, man, I'm a Dan. They just aren't there. <laughs> and it's heartbreaking. Cause I expected so much. And I was so we, excited about man, I'm a Dan. We really wanted to like, yeah, man, I'm a, like these games are things that we like, like Lindsay and I really like like deep sea sort of ghosty stories and like old ships. Mm-hmm. Ghost ships. Salem witch trials. Hell yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Wendigos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got know. the good game. Another well, thing, only like- ice yetis. They'll probably do ice yetis next and ruin it for me because I love ice yetis and. <laughs> 
they're going to be like, oh, it's going to be the, um, oh, what's it called? The Russian pass incident where it's oh my definitely gosh. in Ice Yeti. What is it? Demolotov? It's like, I want to say Dolskyovsky because that's how you said Dostoevsky. <laughs> um, I think it's like Dolotov. Dotlov pass incident. Yeah. Didn't they just come uh, out with like a breakthrough about that? I have we'll no to idea. keep you guys what? posted. Yeah, like it was a big oh, deal. I'm gonna find out immediately because I'm obsessed with it. I if have, you want um, to listen, I have no idea what you guys. Are if talking you want to listen to a good podcast about it, Ashley, Flowers it's a Yeti attack, it. Marley. There's no other explanation. It's no, a Yeti attack. It's so much more interesting than just a Yeti attack. It's crazy. It's well, crazy. I could do a whole podcast on it. <laughs> I'm telling you, video game true crimes. And then the the name of the podcast will be the Dyatlov Pass Incident colon It Was a Yeti. Like, I will make that the podcast no, name. I feel so very strongly more, it's about so much this. better than Yetis. It is. But I know. I'm not saying like, oh, they came and an animal had gotten them. It's like... They left their tent in the freezing cold in their underwear in a calm and orderly fashion, judging by their footprints, and froze to death, except one girl's tongue was ripped out. Like, crazy stuff. And anyway. they happened to be in the um, area of government testing going on. Yeah. Like, there's so many levels to this story. It's bananas. Okay, bananas. you need to tell me what these... Uh... These podcast episodes are, and I'll check it out. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> maybe but Super yeah, Mass I would hire us to write better stories. I've and, written a brand story, and it's really difficult to do, but it's possible to well, do better than this. Say, more sensitive to like mental health because it really did leave like a bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it? Well, it just isn't satisfying to like. Is this a psychotic break? Or is this like old demons? Uh, like or both? Is it like I a mean, real haunting, or is it both? Like it just wasn't conclusive on like no. what it oh. meant. Even if they were like, okay, he felt absolved, mm-hmm. but it, n- there was none of that. Well, and it's like they he used... just felt like and kept feeling like. It's Once, like they like... use that to like just keep going into the horror factor of the game, mm-hmm. and that's not right, mm-hmm. you know, because like especially when it is something as serious as like mental health, like it should be addressed. You know, we, it should yeah. be like something that's at least some sort of like statement or I don't know, just like mm-hmm. talk about it, address it in some way rather than just be like, Ooh, it's, it was a scary game and now it's over. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and there's horror stories that do it so well that like address that mental illness. I'm looking at you Hill house that address it so well and so beautifully. And yeah, it's still scary, but and you know, even like until it's, dawn. it's respectful and it's well done. Yeah. Even until dawn. That is true. That is true. So yeah. it can be done and it has been done. Mm-hmm. So super massive games. What are you, what, what were you thinking? It's been done by super massive games. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, what, uh, like, okay, when we heard, okay, kind of going backwards again, like when we heard that Man of Medan was coming out and that they were going to do all of these dark pictures anthology, like we were all pumped. We're like, yes, we get more of this. And with how disappointing Man of Medan was and now Little Hope. And the thing is, is like, 
we went into little hope with very low expectations. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, it's not like our, we had like these super like high hopes or any, we had, we had little hope. We have little, little hope. hope. <laughs> Just a little hope for little hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, you know, it's not like we're, we're shooting for the moon here or anything. So it's like, we're just, we're just asking for simple. It reminds <laughs> me of how they're going to, like they made the mummy with Tom Cruise in it. Oh yeah! Plan to make the whole like dark series, <laughs> and then they're like, uh, well, "Never mind, that's not going to happen." It was horrible. This I is, never this watched is it. it. Oh, it was I didn't bad. either. It <laughs> was not worth it. It was another one that like could have been really good, and then ended up with such a lame ending. Mm-hmm. And it was one we're going to be doing a side mission soon about underappreciated side characters. The mummy with Where Tom we've Cruise. already done it. <laughs> Uh, the we mummy haven't decided. I wanted the story to be about the mummy and not Tom Cruise. Ugh. Why do they? Yeah, why do they do this to us? Well, is anyway. it just Tom Cruise doing backflips for like an hour? Does Tom Cruise and have doing more than rock one climbing? Movies, one movie? Yes. Like, honestly, I, what is your issue with Tom Cruise? Like he does a he lot, does and he is un- typecasted, but he's talented. Mm-hmm. Is he? Yes. Yeah, Don't make my, that face. That's my Tom Cruise face. <laughs> I can't do it. And he's and he's cute and he's funny, so people like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a did we, did <laughs> we do with our no um, hope. problems with Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> that's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tom Cruise is lame and cupcakes. <laughs> Should we give her discussion. ratings? Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then we, and then stay, um, keep listening because we're going to go over our not a sponsors for the week. Oh, sh- yeah, we are. You guys yeah, better are. think of them while we're doing our it. ratings. I've been sitting on mine for months. I've Never? been, I think I've already done it. I've been trying to rack my brain throughout this whole episode. That's probably why I was quiet for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ratings. Dang it. I give it one frozen fridge taquito out of five. Is it frozen? Like, like the state of it is frozen. Yeah. It's still like, yeah, it didn't warm up in the fridge. Frozen in the middle, mushy on the edges. I, and super massive games. If you listen to this, we want to like your games. We freaking love until dawn. In fact, we and played Hidden it Agenda every- had its moment. Yeah, Hidden Agenda was oh, wasn't bad either. We, we enjoyed need to it play that one. Mm-hmm. We need to play that one again. But Madame Dan and this game but, have been well, so disappointing. Just mm-hmm. you have this upward trajectory, upward trajectory, and then it's just like a straight down. So, like, if, even if you did some of like some of this, that'd be better than just. Yeah. So, yeah, one one taquito. I give it one. I mean, what what did I talk about earlier? I talked about pizza. I talked and about banana cake. cake. Banana cake. Banana cake. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know if it's even deserving of banana cake unless it's because it's banana cake that I didn't get to have tonight because <laughs> I couldn't have a Super Bowl party. So maybe it's disappointing lack of banana cake and I only have one piece. 
One absent piece. Of One absent cake. piece. <laughs> because just like, I mean, it's what we've already talked about, like this whole episode pretty much, you know, like it just has so much potential and the, the setting was just, it was perfect. It's spooky enough. And there were just so many problems with it. I, I only give it one instead of zero or a negative because I have to give it at least one positive point because at the same time, even though we all hated it, I feel like we still like had a good time playing it together because there were a lot of really like laughable moments in the game. And you guys were screaming the whole time. And I would just, I kept my cool. Like I didn't get scared except maybe once. (laughs) Yeah. So it was still like, it's still fun to be able to laugh at really terrible games together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For that reason, and because I'm feeling generous tonight, I'm giving it a 1.75 nice. um, over microwaved Uncrustable. <laughs> yes. But it was good. <laughs> My Uncrustable was. But yeah, just lots that they could have worked on. And I just really have high expectations for this developer because I know they have it in them. Maybe that makes my rankings a little harsher, but uh, that's because it's my podcast. So our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we do what we want up here. And down here. And in here. All right, over there. Lindsay, since you've been sitting on your not a sponsor, hit us with it. Okay, did I do the Muse simulation theory thing already? I think I did. I don't remember. I don't think so. Do it again. Okay, I'll do it again. I probably I'm I'm remembering vaguely that I did this. So, I'm sorry, but it's relevant today too. So, I really like Muse right now and like I've been listening to a ton of my like junior high music, so like Muse, Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance, Linkin Park, like all of those wonderful bands that just fulfill your soul. And Muse has just gotten me through like a lot. And so um, today I was just like at work and I have a really crappy client right now. And so I just turned on like dig down acoustic gospel version. And I just wanted to like sing at the top of my lungs and wave my arms emphatically at the air and just cry a little bit while singing and laughing and dying and coming to life all at once. It's just that good. <laughs> and so I'm just super, I don't know. I'm just so happy with them. I'm so proud of them for like their journey that you, they've taken, like over the course of like since absolution, when I got into them to now simulation theory, what a band, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I give them a um, solid three out of five. Yeah. Give them a four because you like their bass player. He was pretty cute. Yeah, he is cute. I would go see them live. Yeah, I. it's on my bucket list, and it's just never worked out. Uh. So we did go to the IMAX experience, and yeah, that was weird and laughable. But It was fun. It was fun. You know, it got and us there, out of the house. I just keep thinking of the times when the, here comes Honor, um, when they would come in and be like, what the f***? <laughs> and I loved that. It was like, so overplayed, yeah. It was so funny. So, like, I don't know. Besides the little movie clippets that they included in there, but, like, the live performances were mind-blowing. I will say Lindsay and Jason enjoyed themselves. Yes. Stephanie texted and thought that Thought Contagion was saying F the children. 
Okay. We did st- talk about this. I know we did. <laughs> they have strong accents. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it was good. Especially in that song. Okay, I'm going to go next. Okay. Are you, are you done? <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk about Muse and their journey. Oh, yeah, okay. the Muse are great. I uh, I like them too. Sure. They're good. Um. <laughs> Okay, so I was struggling trying to think of a not a sponsor, and I'm like, what have I been doing these past few weeks besides work and then obviously like the playing the video games that we've already already been talking about? And I'm like, oh yeah. I was like, I already I was like, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts. I that's what I do. And I listened to this really, really good book. It's called The Lost Queen. And it's by, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's, I think it's Signa Pike. Signa Sign Pike or something like that. Signa. I think it's Signa Pike. But anyways, it takes place in like medieval Scotland. And it's, it's just like really good, you guys. Like, it's not very like fantasy. It's kind of a little more like historical fiction-y. Um, I mean, there's kind of some fun elements though, still with it kind of, cause it's, it's kind of back in the old timey Scotland when they were, um, it's pagan, pagans are like people who have like multiple gods for like everything. Right. Pagans um, they're like nature. non-Christian nature. Wiccan yeah. Okay. Type. Yeah. So yeah, it's back when like the Scottish people used to be like pagans instead of like when, and it's kind of during the time when like Christianity is slowly going northward into the United Kingdom, you know, because we all know that it's been done down in like London and everything for a while, but it's been kind of moving its way north and stuff. So they're kind of trying to like fight it off as long as they can. But anyways, it's just a really good story. The second book is, um, I should be able to get it soon because actually I, I listen to my audiobooks on a library app for the most part. And I actually do know for a fact that my sister has the second book right now and is listening to it. And so I need her to finish it so that I can listen to it. (laughs) So anyways, uh, The Lost Queen by Signa Pike. Nice. Mine's kind of a twofer. I've been listening to a lot of Jensen and Holes, the murder squad. And they do like one hour episodes on one crime. And they're both on crime old Ex crime scene investigators. They're really interesting dudes. But they well, do one's a seen... one's a journalist, one's yeah. a crime scene yeah. in- journalist, and one's a actual investigator. investigator. If you haven't seen um I'll Be, I'll Be Gone, Gone in the Dark, the documentary, you should watch it because Jensen and Holes are the protagonists besides Michelle Magnamara. Yeah. They're the I, heroes. I, I had to look up what Billy Jensen looked like, and for like He's kind of like the levity of the podcast. And he has such like a dark, not a dark countenance, but like he isn't a smiley person. No, he kind of looks like a psychopath at times. Yeah, he has like, like a like he dark could be feature. a murderer. <laughs> like he's yeah. got like he's got these like cutting cheekbones and like a gaunt like, and, like jaw and like kind of crazy eyes. And like he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't like smile. He has a lot of pictures where he's very straight faced, Mm -hmm. but in Jensen and holes, he's like always bringing up like pop culture references, movies, (laughs) the Avengers. He talks about the outsiders movies a whole lot. 
Um, <laughs> so anyways, those two are lovely, but they did yeah. an episode on John Bonet Ramsey, um, um, which is something oh. that I, I had always like, we remember seeing the tabloids with her picture on it when she died for like a long time. I swear John Bonet was in the news for a long, long time. And like, I knew the basic story, but I didn't know much of the story outside of just, she was murdered. They think that it was probably the family. Um, and so someone suggested the podcast, uh, listen carefully, which is an in-depth analysis of the John JonBenet Ramsey case. And it's really interesting. Um, I got to episode five today and I realized that I'm all caught up with it and I'm really oh. annoyed by it because <laughs> they are going really in depth that they've gone in depth on like the crime scene on all the um, clues on all the murder suspects. And then they're like, okay, hey, we're going to talk about theories next. I'm like, awesome. I'm ready for the theories and I'm caught up. <laughs> That's like next <laughs> week's episode. That's oh. so sad. I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate it when that happens. I like, Oh no. Rule, don't usually listen to serial podcasts unless they're done. Because I hate it. I like yes. want to be able to just keep listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I will keep listening to them. It's two ladies. They do an awesome job. Um, and they seem to have researched it really well. So uh, if you want to know more about this really dark case, I definitely suggest keep or listen carefully. Mm -hmm. So Sweet. And yeah. I'd actually be really interested to hear Jensen and Hull's take on the case as well. I I listened to their episode on Nexium, the cult. Oh yeah, I did too. And that was really interesting because like Paul Holes hadn't like ever heard about it. And so to hear his like totally fresh take on everything, like as they're explaining it, he just was so intuitive and you're just like, Oh my gosh, you're so smart. <laughs> yeah, really, he like really profiles good. very quickly. Yes. And he does so a good, good job at it. So good. Yeah, they I did I listened a to them too. They did a Jeffrey Epstein episode that was really good too. Ooh. Where mm. they profile his murder or his su suicide. Cool. True crime and video games. And historical Cupcakes. fiction. Oh. Historical and fiction books. <laughs> and the muse. And muse, the band. <laughs> the muse, the band. The muse, the band. <laughs> well, you well, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And even if you played, like, didn't play Little Hope, we're curious to, I don't know, just tell us what you think about the game. Yeah. I if do you loved it. Tell us why. Like, try and convert us because, yeah, convince us. like we said, we wanted to love this game, but it just, ugh. I Tell's feel work. a little bad because we've had two ish, two or three people tell us, I really wanted to play Man and Dan, and then I listened to your episode. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have repeats of this with little. That Hope. breaks my heart. I know. You should play video hey. games if you want to, you know? Hey, but it's also nice because they're coming to us for our opinions on the games. <laughs> <laughs> Marley just likes the power over other people. <laughs> well, you guys, until next time, grab a friend. Eat, Eat some, some cup cupcakes and play some that. video games. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.